Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today, you are going to discover a key of G-flat major harmonic workout. Let me say that again. Key of G-flat major harmonic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of G-flat major harmonically. And you are going to play essential jazz piano voicings, block chords, traditional and contemporary shells, as well as two-handed shapes, all, all of them using common harmonic motion. And on top of all that, explore various rhythmic comping patterns focusing on the quarter note triplet. The quarter note triplet. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional. You're going to find this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of G-flat major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. But before we get started, if you are new to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast, if you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to, as I always do at the beginning of every podcast episode, I want to welcome you and personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do to join, visit jazzpianoskills.com. And once you arrive at the homepage, you can begin to explore. You can begin to poke around and discover all the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs that I develop and I produce for every weekly podcast episode. These are invaluable educational tools that you want to have in your hands as you listen to this podcast episode. And you'll certainly want to have sitting on your piano as you are practicing as well. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to the sequential online jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded, loaded with comprehensive co courses, all of them, all of them using a self-paced format. There are educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations, and all 12 keys of the skill that is being taught, plus play-alongs and much, much more. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have a reserved seat in the online weekly masterclasses, which are, in essence, one-hour online lessons with me each and every week. You also, the list continues on, you also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book, which grants you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. Once you have access to the fake book, you can begin enjoying chord changes lead sheets. There are harmonic function lead sheets, play-along files, historical insights, inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the online private Jazz Piano Skills community which hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, there are general jazz piano forums for you to enjoy as well. You have access to all of the forums, and you have the ability to contribute to them as well, 
right? Which I encourage you to do. Share, engage, and grow. And last but not least, you have access to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. So visit jazzpianoskills.com. Check it out. Learn more about all of these wonderful educational opportunities that are awaiting you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am certain there is one that is perfect for you. But nevertheless, if you get there and you're poking around, you have some questions regarding the membership plans, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time with you and answer any questions that you may have. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's discover, learn, and play a key of G-flat major harmonic workout. All right, as you regular listeners know, I go through this little routine every time we begin our exploration of a new key. And of course, I'm going to go through it again right now and I do so because I love doing it. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so are you ready? I, I want to encourage you to say it along with me. Okay, here we go. The key of C major is over. The key of F major, over. Key of B flat major, long gone. It's over. Key of E flat major, over. Key of A flat major, over. And now, the key of D-flat major is over. Now, I don't know about you, but I always feel good about moving on. Even if I know I do not have a complete handle on the skills that I've been currently working on. As I have said many times throughout this journey, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal to keep forging ahead no matter what, no matter how well you think you have mastered or have not mastered the essential jazz piano skills in previous keys or how shaky you may believe your jazz piano skills are in previous keys. It's irrelevant. We must always be moving forward. Forward motion without question, is the key to developing our jazz piano skills and becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. I mentioned this point last month, and I want to bring it to your attention once again. If you are truly serious, which I know you are, if you are truly serious about wanting to improve your jazz piano playing, again, which I know you are, then your goal is should be to experience as much data as possible. In other words, you have to have a plan in place that allows you to cycle through essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. Your jazz journey must always be experiencing forward motion. Right? As I like to say, you cannot allow grass to grow under your feet. You've heard me say this a gazillion times before as well. The number one reason why people find it difficult to improve their jazz piano playing is that they always practice the same things, right? Always. 
not only do they practice the same things, they practice the same things in the same keys over and over and over and over again. In essence, in essence they, right, they're just simply running in place. They, they never push forward. And they never move through the keys as we have set out to do since the beginning of this year, 2022. 12 months, 12 keys, right? Essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. Voicing, scales, arpeggios, chord scale relationships, improvisations, rhythms. Wow. Such a good plan. Such a good approach. And quite honestly, such a great time frame. 12 months. So today we begin tackling the key of G flat major. We're over halfway there. So as I have stressed over and over again, once we move on, we move on, right? In other words, we do not try to sneak back. We don't try to sneak back to the previous keys in the wee small hours of the morning, of course, without anyone looking to simply check out how well we remember the voicings or the scales or the arpeggios in that particular key, right? It's time to move on. So we literally move on. The books on the key of D flat major are closed. And on to the key of G flat major we go. Wow. And as we have done with the previous keys we have explored this year, C, F, B flat, E flat, A flat, and D flat, we begin harmonically, always harmonically. We are going to explore the seven chords of the key of G flat major, which are G flat major seven, A flat minor seven, B flat minor seven, C flat major seven, D flat dominant seven, E flat minor seven, and F minor seven flat five or F half diminished, right? We're going to explore each one of those chords using four specific approaches to voicing, right? We're going to use traditional blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and of course, two-handed shapes. We will then, as we did in the keys of F, B flat, E flat, A flat, and D flat, apply those voicings to various rhythmic comping patterns, which, as you know, the regular listeners know, become increasingly more and more challenging each month. And I want to remind you that you can take the various rhythmic patterns that we've studied in the keys of F, B flat, E flat, A flat, and D flat, and play them using the voicings we are about to, to get under our fingers for the key of G flat as well, right? You can move these patterns, continue to move the patterns forward. That's not only okay, but it is a great idea, and you should absolute, absolutely be carrying these various rhythmic comping patterns forward throughout the year as we move through all 12 keys. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about improvisational vocabulary. And I want to revisit my thoughts today because honestly, we need to hear it again. And I say that because as, as an experienced educator, as an experienced teacher, I have come to realize that it takes repeating a point many times before the student actually hears it. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to repeat my thoughts on improvisational vocabulary. So here we go. When we, we being jazz educators, when we talk about developing improvisational vocabulary, and whenever this topic comes up, it 
it is always discussed from a melodic point of view. In other words, the expression improvisation vocabulary has become synonymous with melodic playing, which is, <laughs> which is only a third of the entire picture. In addition to placing emphasis on melodic development, we need to spend time discussing and focusing on harmonic development and rhythmic development when the topic of improvisation vocabulary is mentioned. And that is precisely what all of the harmonic workouts are all about. They're all about harmonic and rhythmic development. So when studying a solo, a melodic transcription, we do so, if, if, if we do it correctly, we do so in such a way that the ideas and the approaches to melodic development displayed by the artist, they serve as a launching pad or gateway to the discovery of our own melodic creativity. <laughs> you know, as I said a couple of weeks ago, we don't study a Bill Evans transcription in hopes of becoming an inferior replica of Bill Evans, because that's exactly what we would do if we're just simply trying to copy him. We'd end up just becoming an inferior replica of Bill Evans. We study a Bill Evans transcription so that Bill Evans can serve as our educator, our teacher. Bill Evans can introduce us to our own creative reservoir. If you have not given time to think about this, then I strongly encourage you to do so. And think about this as well. When, when we focus on harmonic development, voicings, and rhythmic development, time, we should be doing so in the spirit of discovering our very own and unique form of musical expression. And again, this is, this is exactly what all of these harmonic and quite honestly, melodic workouts are all about. The voicings I share with you are to help you discover the sounds, the harmony that you are drawn to. And the rhythms I introduce are done so to help you develop a stronger internal sense of what I like to call expressive time. And what I mean by that, that phrase, expressive time, time is just time. Unless we do something rhythmically within that time, there's nothing expressive about it. Think about it. This is, this is certainly a lot to process and digest, and that's why I wanted to come back to this topic again today and just revisit it for a moment. So think about it. And of course, if you have any questions with regards to anything that I just mentioned, as always, please let me know. I'm always happy to help you in any way that I possibly can. So today we tackle the key of G-flat major, and the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we begin our key of G-flat major harmonic workout for the month of July. We are going to play, number two, we are going to play essential harmonic voicings that you need to discover, learn, and play. Block shapes, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes in the key of G-flat major. Number three, we're going to utilize a tempo of 85 today for all musical examples, 85. Number four, we're going to explore 12 comping rhythms focusing on the quarter note triplet, 
Last month, it was the eighth note triplet. Today, the quarter note triplet. And number five, we are going to apply our rhythmic comping patterns, of course, as we always do, to the classic 2-5-1 progression in the key of G-flat major. So now, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to hit the pause button, take a few minutes right now to download and print your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the playlongs. Again, your membership grants you access to all of the educational podcast packets for every weekly podcast episode. And as I mentioned earlier, you should be using these when listening to this podcast episode, and you certainly should be using them, have them sitting on your piano as you are practicing, okay? And if you're listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Google or Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and so on, then be sure to go directly to the Jazz Piano Skills Podcast website. And that's jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to access and download your podcast packets. And you will find the active download links within the show notes. And one final but extremely important note that I mention each and every week that if you're thinking in some way, shape, or form that the key of G-flat major, harmonic workout, and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play are over your head, then all I have to say to you is stop it. Just stop. No worries. Sit back. Relax. Continue to listen. And continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening. Right? Listen. Every new skill, every new skill is technically over our heads when first introduced. But this is exactly why the very first step in getting better toward improving our musicianship, the very first step is always just to simply listen. So what do we do? We place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations where we are hearing things that we've never heard before. And we are forced to grow intellectually. You know, I've said this a gazillion times, right? All musical growth begins upstairs, conceptually, mentally, before it can come out downstairs, physically, in your hands. So, with that being said, sit back, listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play, as it always does, will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, now that you have your podcast packets in front of you, I want you to grab the lead sheets. And the very first thing I want to address is the very last page of your lead sheets packets. It's labeled Skill 17. The the title of the page is Combing Rhythms. Now you will notice there are 12 rhythmic patterns labeled letter A through letter L. And you also notice that these rhythmic patterns focus primarily on the quarter note triplet triplet you can actually visually see it right <laughs> as you just to sit there and you look at the lead sheet you can visually see all of these quarter note triplets you will also notice that each of these rhythmic patterns is to pl- be played with the 251 progression which is exactly what we are going to do today now do not bypass practicing skills 1 through 16 now, obviously i do not have time in this episode to walk through each of those skills, one through 16, right? Now, so 
you know, I did that back in the very first episode of the year when we dealt with the harmonic workout in the key of C major. But since then, each one of the podcast episodes focuses on the rhythmic patterns in addition to those skills, right? That, that we use those skills to, to play these rhythmic patterns. So all four voicings types, your blocks, your traditional shells, your contemporary shells, and your two-handed voicings should be practiced first without rhythm as illustrated in the lead sheets. And, and, and get a mastery of those, or I shouldn't say mastery, a, a comfort with those before tackling skill 17. I also want to stress the importance to use the play-alongs that are included in your podcast packets, right? I, obviously, I do not have time in this podcast episode to play, like I just mentioned earlier, all th- through all 16 exercises, but the play-alongs are there to help you do exactly that. Okay, so don't get the cart ahead of the horse. Practice skills one through 16 to make sure you have a handle on each of the four voicing types as applied to the chords found in the key of G flat major, right? G flat major seven, A flat minor seven, B flat minor seven, C flat major seven, D flat dominant seven, E flat minor seven, and F half diminished. Then, then turn your attention to developing your comping skills using the voicings as you play the 2-5-1 progression in the key of G-flat major. A-flat minor 7 to D-flat dominant 7, resolving to G-flat major 7. Okay, let's dig in. Grab that lead sheet 17, skill 17, comping rhythms. Again, 2-5-1 progression for all 12 rhythms, letter A through letter L. Okay, now... I'm going to play each one of these rhythmic lines. I'm going to play through, first I'm going to play just the 2-5-1 progression on the front end and the back end, just straight. Nothing fancy. I'm just going to play the 2 chord, the 5 chord, the 1 chord, so you so you get acclimated to the sound, to the progression. We get it in, into our ears, right? Then I'm going to play each rhythmic line four times. I'm going to repeat it four times. You can choose to use any of the voicing types that you want when practicing these at home. You can use the block shapes or the traditional shells, contemporary shells, or the two-handed shapes. Today, I'm going to be using the two-handed voicings for all rhythmic lines, letter A through letter L. In fact, you don't even need to use a voicing. Quite honestly, you can use a single note to begin internalizing these rhythmic patterns. And then once you are comfortable with the pattern, then you can move to a voicing if once you're comfortable, right? So, okay. So let's look at line letter A. Right away, you're seeing that there's quarter note triplets on counts two and three. I'm sorry, quarter note triplets on counts three and four of measure one, measure two, and measure three. Quarter note triplets are extended over two entire beats of the measure. The eighth note triplet that we looked at in the key of D flat, eighth note triplets are expand expand over one beat in the measure. Quarter note triplets expand over two beats. So in letter A, you see the half note followed by a quarter note 
triplet. So the half note counts one and two, the quarter note triplet counts three and four. And again, this happens on measure one, measure two, measure three, just to get us into this, this rhythmic idea of the quarter note triplet. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen to this and check it out and see what we think. Again, two, five, one up front before I start playing the rhythm. Here we go. Check it out. Spend some time with letter A, seriously, before you move on to letter B, C, D, and so on. Get a feel for the quarter note triplet, playing that extended over two beats. It's a huge deal. It's a very huge deal. So the more time you spend with letter A, the easier B through L will become. So now let's take a look at letter B, and you'll see why, right? So we start the same way. Half note followed by quarter note triplet on counts three and four. Measure two on the five chord, half note, uh, followed by a quarter rest, followed by an eighth note triplet. And then in measure three, back to the half note, followed by a quarter note triplet. So the idea here is getting you comfortable playing quarter note triplet, eighth note triplet, back to quarter note triplet. Okay, tricky. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. See what we think. Here we go. Right? 
it's not that easy to seamlessly flow in and out of quarter note triplets to eighth note triplets back to quarter note triplets. So, yeah, it's it's kind of mean to throw that at you right away in letter B, but we had to get that out of the way, and we're going to have to deal with that more as we go letter three, uh, letter C through uh, letter L. So, all right, so let's take a look at letter C. We have now a quarter note triplet on counts one and two, followed by a pair of eighth notes. Check out check out five. I mean, <laughs> check out the two measure with the five chord, right? Check it out. There's nothing there. And it's always amazing to me how difficult it is for us to learn how to play nothing, to learn how to play space, to learn how to play silence. And while doing so, maintain and continue to track time. So measure two, even though it's a whole rest, may be trickier and more challenging than you may initially think. Then we come in on measure three with the one chord. We have our quarter note triplets again, a triplet happening on counts one and two, followed by our eighth, a pair of eighth notes on count three. And then what? Silence on measure four. So, okay. Wow. Let's, let's give this a spin, see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. See what I mean? It's always more challenging. I don't know what it is, right? Piano players, we love to fill up space. We, we just love to fill up space. And it's so very difficult for us to sit still and to do nothing. So um, if, if you found that to be challenging, just know that you are not alone. You are in, the, you are in a boat with many, many others, my friend, many, many others. So, okay, letter D. Now it gets a little bit more involved, doesn't it? You can just visually see that. We have our classic eighth quarter eighth rhythm on counts one and two, followed by a quarter note triplet on three counts three and four, followed by a pair of eighth notes in measure two. Measure three, check it out. We have eighth dotted quarter rhythm tied to a quarter, right? and another quarter, and then followed up with a, another quarter note triplet in measure four. Wow. Tricky. Got to count, got to feel these rhythmic patterns. So let's bring the ensemble in, and let's take a close listen to letter D. Again, two measures, uh, 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 one uh, 
four measures up front, which is playing the two five one progression before I start playing the rhythm. So here we go. Check it out. Every one of these rhythms presents another twist and turn that you have to deal with. And letter E is certainly no exception. Check this out. This is challenging here, right? Letter E, we have eighth note triplets on counts one and three in measure one on the two chord. Then followed by a quarter note triplet with the five chord. Going back to eighth note triplets over the one chord on counts one and three. And then followed by a pair of eighth notes that just sit out there on count three in measure four. So, wow, challenging, no doubt. Here we have to deal with this being able to seamlessly flow in, in and out of our eighth note triplets and our quarter note triplet. So here we go. We might as well tackle it. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's take a listen, see what we think. Here we go. always challenging to flow in and out of eighth note triplets to quarter note triplets or quarter note triplets into eighth note triplets. But once the feel locks in for you, it's there for good. I promise you. So time and effort spent wrestling with these eighth note and quarter note triplets is time well spent. Okay, so now let's check out letter F. Letter F forces us to deal with dotted quarter eighth rhythms and measure one, measure two, right, on counts one and two, 
followed by quarter note triplets on three and four in both measures one and two. Then we have the eighth dotted quarter rhythm tied to a half note followed up with a quarter note triplet. So yeah, every one of these every one of these rhythmic patterns offer a new twist and a new challenge rhythmically for sure. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out letter F and see what we think. Here we go. quarter eights, eights, dotted quarters, quarter note triplets. Yeah, it's n not easy. And letter G, when you think it's going to get a little easier, really we're back to this challenge again of being able to differentiate easily between eighth note triplets and quarter note triplets. So you can see there we have eighth note triplets in measure one followed by quarter note triplets in measure triplet in measure two followed by an eighth note triplet in measure three followed by a measure of silence which we've already discovered is not necessarily easy to play so okay let's bring the ensemble in let's check out letter g have a little fun here we go We're starting to get a, a nice understanding, a nice feel for the eighth note triplet versus the quarter note triplet. So with that being said, check out letter H. We put quarter note triplets back to back. And not only once, but we do it twice. So measure one, we have quarter note triplet 
on counts three and four, followed by quarter note triplet on count one and two of measure two. Then in measure three, we have a quarter note triplet on counts three and four, followed by quarter note triplet on counts one and two in measure four. So now we have the quarter note triplet, but now we have them back to back. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out letter H. This should be a lot of fun. So here we go. Check it out. cool right pretty cool um you know just when you think you can't get any more challenging you know putting quarter note triplets back to back uh, i got news for you i want you to check out letter i and i'm not i'm not being very nice here right i'm i'm actually putting these quarter note triplets in measure one measure two and measure three i'm putting a quarter note triplet literally on count counts two and three so I'm literally having you play over that imaginary bar line that we have discussed in master classes and, and in previous uh, podcast episodes so it's a little tricky right visually it's tricky because you can't easily you can't easily visually divide the bar line I mean divide the measure in half with counts one and two being on one side and three and four being on the other side because I put those quarter note triplets right there smack dab in the middle of the measure spanning counts two and three but did that intentionally because I want to I want you to practice these quarter note triplets and being able to play them and be able to track time easily as well and this is a challenge right because you have a rest on count four and you have a rest on count one like of measure you have a uh, in measure one you have a rest on count four measure two you have a rest on count one and then you come back in with that quarter note triplet and then you do the same thing between measure two and measure three so there's a little bit of challenge here i did it in, on purpose i apologize but believe me it's for it's like broccoli right it's good for you this is good for you so let's bring the ensemble in let's check it out and see what we think here we go
told you. <laughs> it's good for you. Just remember that. It's good for you. So continue to work on letter I a lot. All right. Letter J. Now this, yeah, this is tricky too, right? We finally have some eighth notes that are falling on the back side of the beat. So we have a single eighth note on the back side of count two, followed with a quarter note triplet on counts three and four. We do that in measure one. We do that in measure two. We do that in measure three, followed by a pair of eighth notes and a quarter note in measure four. So yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, it's not getting, it's not a whole lot easier, right? But again, it's good for you. So here we go. Letter J, let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check this out. that always fall on the back side of a beat, challenging, and then then what the heck, you follow it up with a quarter note triplet. It's just not it's not right, is it? <laughs> it's not right, but man, it's in music. It's there. I mean I hear it. We play it. Jazz musicians play it. So okay, uh letter K, sorry, not getting a whole lot better, right? Now we have our quarter note triplet on counts one and two, followed by eighth quarter eighth combination that goes right into a quarter note triplet on counts one and two of measure two, followed by what? Eighth quarter eighth combination going into measure three, pair of eighth notes on counts count one and a pair of eighth notes on count three, and then wrapped up in count four with a eighth quarter eighth rhythm. Wow. I'm telling you. Hey, but you know what? The good news is this. You get comfortable with eighth notes, pair of eighth notes, single eighth notes, eighth notes on the downbeat, eighth notes on the backside of a beat, eighth note triplets, quarter note triplets. You you get used to these rhythms, uh, you're going to be a heck, one heck of a jazz musician, I promise. Okay? The, the, these patterns and these rhythms are laced throughout the jazz literature. All right, so let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter K. Here we go.
it has been a through a through k has been quite a quite a journey right but we're not done our last one is yet to come letter l and check <laughs> check this out man how fun is this quarter note triplet on one and two three and four counts one and two and three and four and measure one back to back again right and then look at five quarter note triplet on one and two quarter note triplet on three and four again back to back so in essence what we have are quarter note triplets back to back to back to back followed by a pair of eighth notes followed by some silence and then wrapped up with another quarter note triplet wow grand finale right it's like the it's like the fireworks at the end of the grand finale on the fireworks at the end of Fourth of July. What a what a way to wrap up our coordinate triplet exploration. So let's bring the ensemble in. Letter L. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. done it again as always right we've unpacked an amazing amount of information in one very short and one very fast hour right so do not underestimate the importance of these rhythmic patterns being able to play these patterns in time right and being able to do so using voicings right be always be honest with yourself if you if you are having a, a challenge with these comping patterns, right, then, like I said, it's not a problem to go back to the patterns that we explored back in February in the key of F or in the key of B flat. Some of those uh, early exercises, rhythmic exercises, because quite honestly, that's where it all begins. Those fundamental whole note, half note, quarter note rhythms. You get those, a mastery of those, and then able to to start layering in the eighth note rhythms that we've been exploring in the key of D flat and now in the key of G flat, you are going to be good to go. I promise, right? And in fact, rhythm of patterns that we use these rhythmic patterns uh, to play our voicings, really in essence, all of this is to help us develop to develop our time, to be able to track and feel time, right? So often, so often students struggle with playing jazz is because of their inability to successfully track time. And that's what these rhythmic patterns help us do, right? In other words, being able to always know where count one is or where count two, count three, count four, and not to guess, right? The reality is 
if if you're guessing at rhythms, you I'm telling you, you have a greater chance at winning the lottery than you do at guessing at rhythms and being able to play them correctly and to be able to play them correctly in time. Now, next week, we are going to jump into our key of G-flat major melodic workout. And of course, I will introduce some of the rhythmic twists, especially these quarter note triplets in that workout as well. So as I have been stressing every month, hang in there. Hang in there with me this year, and you are going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth. You will love where you are musically a year from now. I guarantee it. You'll feel the difference. And most importantly, you're going to hear the difference in your playing by the end of the year, right? Once again, I want to encourage you, especially all you jazz piano skills members, I want to encourage you to use those podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, to guide you as you study and practice. And these, again, these are educational tools that will help you gain a mastery of the jazz piano skills conceptually, physically, and of course, musically. And one last little note, as always, be patient, right? Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time. But begin structuring your practicing after the demonstrations that I modeled for you today in this podcast episode, and you will begin to feel, you'll begin to see it, you'll begin to hear your progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson, exploring the key of G flat major harmonic workout to be exciting, right? I do. I hope you found it to be exciting, insightful, and of course, I hope you found it to be beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills Ensemble member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. That's 8 p.m. Central Time. To discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring a key of G-flat major harmonic workout in greater detail, and of course, to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs for this podcast lesson, and, and also check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses. They will maximize your musical growth. And also make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get out there. Get involved. Contribute to the various forums. Introduce yourself. Make some new jazz piano friends. Always a great thing to do. You can reach me, as always, by phone, 972-380-8050. My office extension here at the Dallas School of Music is 211. You can reach me by email, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. That's drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can use the nifty little speak pipe widget that is found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website to contact me. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of G-flat major harmonic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.